La Galerie Louise, an artistic statement, a novella, a confession. Written by Batsheva Ross. Read by Ella de Burka. Chapter 7 dance while Thomas and Marie-Jean walk with exhaustion to their Audi. The rain has continuously been dripping, so Thomas holds a big black umbrella on top of their heads. He opens the door for Marie-Jean to sit on the right side, then walks around the car and takes the driver's seat. Thomas doesn't turn on the engine yet. It's dark both in and out of the car. They sit in silence for a moment, staring in front of them towards the streetlights and listen to the raindrops hitting and crawling on their window pane. The car feels safe and intimate. Here they can finally land back into reality and can express themselves freely. Marie-Jean takes out of her Michael Kors leather bag a silver pin for her hair and fixes it in a bun. She has been steaming up inside for the course of the evening. Finally, she releases a sigh, (sighs) then exhales. Cosmetic products for 985 euro. What is this, for God's sake? Thomas puts his hand on the gearbox handle, bounces the car key in his other hand, placates and replies, Well, my mother is happy with these products she's bought so it's good. That's all there is to it. That's what's important. Sure, what more can you want? Come on, Thomas. Your mother was ripped off. Marie-Jean looks at him with a dull expression, fixing her cashmere scarf on her nape. Ripped off, Marie-Jean, let's be honest. This bag you got just a few weeks ago, he says, pointing to the bag on her lap. Remind me, how much did it cost you? 400, maybe a bit more, 460? Anyway, what does that have to do with it? Okay, and your boots? Now he tends his head towards her tall brown leather boots. Thomas, what's your point? Marie-Jean crosses her legs and waves the top one. She's angry now. She loves these pair of boots. Thomas replies, Well, I'm saying that for your boots and bag, you paid more or less the same price that my mama paid for the whole collection of cosmetic jars from Louise, and she got quite a lot of products there. So, says Marie-Jean, men can be so undermining, she thinks. So, what's the difference? says Thomas. What do you mean, what's the difference? We're talking about cosmetics, just creams, and these are a bag and Boots, there's a big difference, she exclaims. She's losing her patience. I honestly do not understand what's the difference. For me, all of them are considered leisure products. Thomas replies, knowing that he's getting on her nerves, but he sticks to his point. No, Thomas, cosmetic products are supposed to treat the skin visibly. And my bag is an expensive and good quality bag. These boots... They are very good boots. 
This carries all my belongings and these I walk in and both of them are fashion items. I don't get why you're comparing between them and cosmetics. Now Thomas holds with both his hands the motionless steering wheel, looks ahead and defends himself. I'm just saying that it actually makes sense that skincare products that are supposed to create visible changes in the skin cost more than a piece of leather holding all your bric-a-brac. Don't you think so? He puts his hands down on his lap and looks at her. Yes, but you don't really believe that these creams your mother bought will make her look 10 years younger, do you? She shakes her head with her eyes wide open. No, but the cream you got for yourself for 30 euro in the pharmacy will surely do wonders, he answers sarcastically. No, it won't, of course, but I invested only 30 euro and your mother has now paid 985 euro. That's the difference. She hugs her bag close to her chest and looks away at her reflection in the side mirror. Thomas flashes his eyes at her and chuckles. So if you don't believe in it, why buy the cream at all? Marie-Jean does not reply. Instead, she waves her crossed leg again, still looking away from him. So he holds again the steering wheel, looks ahead and pronounces loudly. You know what, Marie-Jean? I think that both you and Mama invest in fantasies and I think that's okay. I think that's great. I honestly believe that you should enjoy yourself, buy what you like, and you know what else? I believe that this cosmetic industry has some kind of placebo effect that is inherent to the quality of the product. Some invest more, some invest less. But in my opinion, the price influences the level of the placebo effect. The more one invests in these sort of products and all the bizarre rituals that come with applying them, the more he or she will believe in the effect they have on the skin and therefore the effect will work better with applying a more costly product. Don't you think that's true, Marie-Jean? I think you are being really cynical, Thomas. She looks at him now, shocked. And you really don't care for a fact that your mother has been exploited? What do you think those creams actually contain? Gold? Diamonds? I'm sure they were concocted from ingredients that are worth not more than five euros max. Tomas shakes his head in silence while placing his iPhone on its car base. Anyway, Tomas, Marie-Jean continues, what's the logic of what you're saying? Are you evoking some stupid theory of defending expense just for the sake of expense? What I'm saying is, he squares his torso towards her, waving his hands as he speaks. Marie-Jean looks enraged. I'm saying that anti-aging is just another branding for another fairy tale. No? Don't you think so? I mean, yes, some kind of scientist with some kind of diploma is getting salaries from these cosmetic factories to do research about the ingredients and their effect on the skin. But in the end of the day, these creams don't really do much. Far from what they're promising us, of course. But you know you are buying a promise. Some hope that with a stamp from experts of things you yourself have no clue about.
The more stupid you feel in the field, the more you feel good about your investment in what the experts say. You're investing in dreams, Marie-Jean. And then come the commercials and you think they're very chic or whatever. No commercial, just a sales lady. What's her name again? Betty? Yes, Betty, Marie-Jean replies. Betty, repeats the moss, looking a bit confused for a second. Marie-Jean chuckles. Also a questionable name for a girl coming from the Middle East. Thomas dismisses this and continues. Anyway, no chic commercials, just um, a sales lady like this Betty who has a charming effect on old ladies like Mama. Maybe she seems trustworthy and intelligent and Mama had a lovely time with her and now she talks about her as if she found a new best friend. Anyway, so the point is that today one never buys just a product with a function but you buy the whole shebang around it. That's what most of the products in the market are about now. There is added value to all these things that can't be measured in money. Ugh. Marie-Jean sighs and looks away from him again. Thomas looks away from her as well, leans his face against the left windowsill. Then, after a moment, he smiles and speaks with a renewed wave of excitement. Well, Marie-Jean, maybe it would ease your mind if we look at it as if Mama bought a piece of art to decorate her bathroom. People buy art for too much money to hang in the living rooms, right? The value of the product itself is always questionable. Some art looks really annoying and stupid, like children's paintings or weird, unexplained shapes that you've no idea what the artist is thinking. I normally think the artists themselves have no idea what they are doing, he chuckles. Then come all these art experts and say we should look more at the historical, cultural context, blah, blah, blah. They blow up your mind with words and sell you a load of crap stories to support the art piece. The art buyers, they just trust these art experts and the art agents, even though they know there's no absolute truth in their they end up sitting on a nice sofa in their comfortable living room with a weird piece of art hanging above, feeling happy and educated just because they spend a lot of money for this crap. Well, good for them. Thomas, please don't turn us into art buyers, says Marie-Jean while holding her head with her two hands as if she's getting a headache. We do not invest in this ridiculous, pretentious industry of wankers. Maybe artists are wankers, okay, says Thomas. But at least we don't end up ourselves being suckers by expecting to receive something solid in return for our money. At least when you're buying a piece of art, it's honest. You understand that you're buying a product that only represents your dreams and beliefs and doesn't really need to give you something real in return. Marie-Jean sighs again. Whatever. She gropes for the seatbelt and buckles herself in. Then she fetches the shiny nail kit from her bag and looks at it. But what am I going to do with that stupid nail kit? They should have put a warning sign at the entrance of La Galerie Louise. Beware of Betty, the con artist. <laughs> you see... I was just saying you should look at it as if Mama bought a kind of art 
and you do agree with me by saying that this Betty is indeed an artist. Con artist, I said. She corrects him and smacks him with the nail kit on the back of his head. Con artist, real artist, just the same to me. Mama went to Gallery Louise, saw a great show about her sagging skin with lots of glass bottles and jars. She even got a witty performance from a sales lady, right? Mama paid a shitload of money and we even have a souvenir to take back home with us ourselves. Bravo for us. We have supported the arts. We are noble people. Thomas replies, puts the key in the ignition and starts the engine. It's fairly well known that for the last 30 years, my main work as an artist has been located in activities and contexts that don't suggest art in any way. The practice of such an art, which isn't perceived as art, is not so much a contradiction as a paradox. I looked up once and saw, really saw, my face in the mirror. This was an eye-opener to my privacy and my humanity. An artist concerned with lifelike art is an artist who does and does not make art. Alan Caprow, Art Which Can't Be Art, 1986 with the support of Level 5, an artist-run cooperative studio based in the city of Brussels.